Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. It's that time of the week again where my goddess, my bunkie, my OG bunkie, Mary Payne Gilbert is back with me to recap 90 Day Fiance and she is officially puppy's mom because she got a new puppy, you guys. Violet Gilbert is in your lap right now, right Mary Payne? Yeah, uh, putting her in the crate was uh, no bueno for podcasting <laughs> since uh, she didn't enjoy that and made herself known. So... She needs to be part of it. She wants to hear what's going on with these couples. That's right. So I got her nice and sleepy and put her in her crate and she was like, are you kidding me? Not today. Mary Payne's been going through it, you guys. I mean, being puppy's mom is no joke. When You guys out there who have gotten puppies, who have reared a young dog, you understand the struggle is real. I mean, we're three years in now with Chewy, and I remember it clear as day. Yep. She's sitting here. She's looking around. She's, like, never been in this room before, so she's like, I didn't know this room existed. There's lots of cords here, lots of bunky swag on the ground that I could pick up, but she's just going to stay in my lap. Oh my God, will you take a picture of little Violet in a bunkie bag? Come on now. <laughs> That's a great idea. Maybe we could, we could uh, push some merch. Oh my God, she is the cutest. If you guys are on our Hey Bunkie Facebook page, our Patreon, um, you'll see pictures of her there. She is the cutest, the softest, the fluffiest. But yeah, getting him to sleep, getting him to quiet down is difficult. We're just going to podcast through it. So if little Violet chirps up, that's okay. You guys, she's just a puppy. We're going to forgive her. She's just chewing. She's just chewing on my sleeve now, so that'll keep her entertained for a while. Yeah, just let her like a little goat. They like to chew on stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you guys! I'm a, so first of all, we we are recapping 90 Day Fiance until it ends. We still have never do we ever have any idea when it ends. We do know that they filmed the tell all this past weekend in New yeah. York, and thirsty ass Tom Brooks was there taking <laughs> pictures with everyone. I'm like, why? Katrina from the broadcast told me that he is pushing a multi-level marketing coffee product. That's what Jesse did. <laughs> Jesse did the same damn thing. He sure did. He had like Meester coffee or some bullshit. Yeah. Before he got into hashtag psychology, he well, was right. a coffee pusher. Yeah, he's, he's fucking... got a lot. He got a lot of talent, that Jesse. These Darcy exes, man. All I need to see is Tom standing in front of a group of senior citizens talking about love, <laughs> and it'll just be full circle. Full circle yeah. for Thirsty Ass Tom. Tom is also dead to us because he didn't do a cameo that Mary Payne requested for my birthday. So, Tom, we're done talking about you. That's right. The end. Okay, so, yeah, they filmed the tell-all, but we know that they filmed the tell-all pretty much halfway through the season, if not a little more than halfway through the season. They do them so early. It's so weird because you think they would want them to see all the footage, you know, so... I don't know. Maybe they'd give them all the raw footage in advance. Who knows? I don't know how they do it. No, because, I mean, they well, they've lived it, so they know what they've lived. But do you, Good point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, they've actually, like, they've, they've experienced it in real life. But remember, like, at the one tell-all when Angela's like, you calling me an elder? I'm not your elder. Like, she, that was the first time she had seen that footage. How could I forget? I have a monkey bag that says, you calling me elderly? <laughs> I got Mary Payne, little little elderly change purse that says you calling me elderly on it because it, it is pretty much the perfect gift for all of us. You can find it on the Taste of Reality store if you go to the Pink Shade or just the tasteofreality.com store. Uh, you can find all the swag there. It's not too late to order your holiday gifts. Mm-hmm. There's a Darcy mm-hmm. mug on there that I think we all need. I don't need love with the cigarette ash. All right. Such so. A good one. It's so good, isn't it? But okay, let's just get into these couples because I don't want to, I don't want to stress you out with little Violet sitting on your lap. So 
Let's do this. Let's get into Anna and Marcel first. What do you think? All Should we just right. like knock them out? I I actually officially hate Anna now. I'm I'm there. Oh, okay. Well, I kind of hate both of them equally. So, all right. So they they start off going to this tuck shop, and uh, Marcel's trying to talk to Joey, and you know it's just back and forth. Every every conversation takes forty five minutes, and he's like, "Do you want wedding?" And Joey goes, "Nope, stupid." And poor Joey is like, I think it's a burden on my mom and she can change her mind. And Anna says she knows it's because Marcel has not told the family. And uh, Marcel says to Joey, your situation does not make me happy. You never give me good energy. You don't treat me nice. And if you don't want me, I can go. Joey, like a typical teenager, goes, oh, is that easy? Situation solved. Problem solved. Yeah. Problem solved. See you later, asshole. Can we just <laughs> can we just also make sure to pause for a moment and mention how fucking bad these tuxedos are? Well, we didn't see him with the jacket, but I can't imagine that was going to help much. The jacket. Oh, yeah. It was all the, <laughs> because of the absence of the jacket, you know, that would really tie it all together. Like the big Lebowski rug. These guys. <laughs> These suits, I mean, when they showed the fit of the pants, the color, the gold bow tie, I'm like, oh my God, everything about this couple, the the way she's treating the kids, the translation app, it's so depressing to me. And I'm at the point of anger now. I'm going through the, like, the stages of grief over not this couple not being as entertaining. Now I'm angry. I understand. Yeah. I understand. You, you, you want so much from them, and then they give you nothing, or they give you something way worse than you ever they, thought. They give you one scene of beekeeping and she's bee shamed. Uh, Alexi <laughs> on pillow talk cracked my ass up though. He's like, they have no language and they hiding three kids. Is <laughs> Pillow talk was on my DVR. And then I think in my effort to get my DVR down to a, uh, respectable percentage i deleted like all the 90 days i'll like, oh, well i've seen all this but then i was like oh damn i race pillow talk shoot i'm gonna have to go and find that on demand because it is so hilarious it is so good alexi like is not here for marcel and anna he's like Mm-mm, no then anna <laughs> oh, god this this picnic with like no food i don't know what was going on where they just all sit down at a park again the 90, again. 90 day loves filming people talking about their feelings in park benches. I'm like, nobody does this. Nobody in real life drives to a park to talk. Like you're, you, you could have talked in the car. You could have talked at your house. You could have talked at the three stops on the way to the park. It's so stupid. Uh, it's probably the only place they can get permission to film was like an open area. Um, but so they're walking along with this picnic basket that it contained nothing, I guess. And um, she says, we're here for a picnic. And Joey goes, what kind of a loser has a picnic? <laughs> what has two thumbs and is having a picnic? This loser. I like oh a picnic. Gosh. But anyway, that was the most depressing picnic ever. She's sitting there with the boys and they have yet another conversation. Same topic, different day. She is so pathetic and I am full out judging her and her parenting skills right now. Not her skills, but the way she's going about this relationship. When she says to them, when you guys are gone, I'll be all alone. I'm like, that's too much to put on your kids. It you, is. You and they were like, what about, about Leo? You? Yeah, you, you can talk to your friends about that. You can talk to your uh, whoever, your mom. But you do not talk down to your kids about that and make them feel like it's their responsibility to ensure your happiness in the future. 
Your job is to make them feel safe and secure and go about your fucked up business on your own. Molly and her friend, while they were watching this, had a lot to say. And because Molly has been through this of Molly and Luis, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. She has. And she put a little bit of that on her older daughter, too. Like, you don't want me to be happy. She you did. Know? She did. And I think it's she's like seeing herself a little bit and watching Anna and Marcel. It was really sad because Gina's like, Marcel's in the way. We don't get to hang out with my mom anymore. And that's kind of, you know, that's a real kid emotion there. And I got that. And then she asked Leo because she thinks Leo's the only one on her side. And she goes, what do you think? And he goes, I think you're going to break up with him and then I'll be sad about that. Well, I was like, oh, my God. And of course, that's what the little kid thinks. And then when she says to them, they haven't given Marcel a chance. He, you know, the oldest one, he doesn't know Marcel. Maybe I'm not supposed to be happy. Maybe it's just not for me. I'm like, oh, my God, with the melodrama. Also, we don't know Marcel. And additionally, you don't know Marcel. Nobody knows Marcel. Yeah. He, yeah, we, G- we have yeah. riveting footage of Marcel this episode of him like laying on the bed, scratching his balls. That's all we oh, see of Marcel. Yeah. I mean, Joey says, why don't you find somebody you're, you like? You're, why don't you find somebody we like? Because you're the only person that likes this guy. And she's like, well, and, you know, and Joey says, I want to see her happy because she's never happy, but we don't need to spend time with him. Um, I mean, it's just really sad. And she, she, Joey is like, I don't want to go to the wedding. And then she cries and blah, blah, blah. And I'm always battling for everything. And maybe I'm not supposed to be happy. I'm like, you know what? You're a mom. You had three kids. You're a mom first. And yeah, I don't know. It just enrages me. I know. I know. And, um, you guys out there who have been through it with parents of divorce or past traumatic relationships who go on a date, you understand it is a tricky business. You know, you want your parent to be happy, but you also, when you see them making a mistake, what do you do? It To me, these three boys are like Liam in the making, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. From yeah. the other way. So they are, they're seeing the crazy decisions. It feels like there was an abusive relationship allegedly in the past with their father or something terrible and they just they feel protective over their mom but also protective over themselves like they don't want another guy to come in to take their mom away from them or to basically dismiss their existence is what Marcel's doing yeah I mean the whole thing is it's really it's dark started. Yeah. It is. That's exactly what it is. It's dark. Yeah. Me no likey. Goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye, Anna. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with Anna. I can't. So I'm done with her. Oh, my God. All right. Emily and Sasha. Let's talk about, okay, baby Dave is just hitting his retirement years. He is so big. He is so cute, though. He is the Gosh, cutest he's a, little yes, baby. He's so cute. Don't you want to just squeeze those legs? I oh just want to sit with him and ward away evil spirits for as long as need be. I mean, that little, mm, those little fat feet. Anyway, he's, yeah, he's huge. Emily also feels huge. She talks about as she's packing and Sasha is literally just laying on the bed doing nothing. He's moving his nothing. whole life to Russia in like one bag. He's taking a backpack. He said, um, when I get there, it'll be summer. So I just need like a few shorts and a few t-shirts and shoes. And then that's fine. I'll get everything there. And she's like, it seems like you're packing lightly so you can run out the door. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. anyway, you need to pack your workout pants. Yeah, I know. I she like, goes, oh, do you think I should, fit, you know, do you think I'll get any use out of these workout pants? <laughs> and he goes, I hope so. And then she yeah. says how she feels huge. I mean, it's three months postpartum, six months. We don't know the timeline. I don't know what's going on. But anyway. she hasn't been able to get outside and do anything. No. They're in freaking the tundra. And also, as we all know, with a new baby, as I'm experiencing now, again, 14 years um, after my other baby, <laughs> that you can't leave the house. You can't shower. I hadn't had a shower. 
I, I can't leave the house. I can't do anything. I know exactly how she feels. Mary Payne. Mary Payne tells me yesterday how she had to sleep on the floor with the dog. <laughs> you had to sleep on the couch so she could see you, but she couldn't really see you. So you had to move all the couch cushions to the floor. <laughs> this is Mary Payne telling me, you guys. So I slept on the fucking floor like a dog myself. That's right. Me and Violet on oh the floor God. like the dogs we are. Like the that's dogs right. you are. And that's, this is poor Emily. I mean, Sasha's got to be at the gym from, what, 4 a.m. to 3 a.m. He's only that's home right. for one hour a day, whatever. He's he, got some angry birds to kill on his iPad in his meantime. Seriously. Yeah. And he actually even says, oh, this is the this is what she... This, so she talks about the workout pants, but then she says... Oh my God, look, these pants are so small. I can't get them on anymore. And he goes, that will be your motivation. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then she says like, do you feel nervous about going there? And he's like, no. And she goes, do you have any emotion about anything? (laughs) He says to the camera, she needs to worry, not me. And she reveals uh, much like a Marcel reveal. Her mom doesn't know about both the divorces and the kids. She probably was like, he was married before. He has a couple of kids. She didn't say like, two kids with two women and uh, you know right about this time is when he usually goes Um, and they're flying to America so Igor and Natasha said they're sad but the dad says the happiness outweighs the sadness because he's excited that they're going to start a new life and um, she first of all the dad has on a shirt that says fart ninja (laughs) and I it took me till the end of this scene to be like now wait a minute I see the ninja but now I'm seeing that it says fart ninja and I really have never seen anything so tacky in all my days. I was disgusted and appalled. And you've got a teenage boy living with you. He would never, he knows to leave the room if this is going to happen. The like, son Mary Payne would never No fart ninja silent, but deadly. Yes. This is the yeah. shirt. His dad chooses to film his last moments of this tearful goodbye with this dog of a son. Just- Sometimes when they show up, you know, if they're wearing something that they don't like or it's got a logo, they'll make them turn it inside out or they blur it. But they're just like, we don't even have time to blur this guy. It's funny. We'll leave it. Yeah. You know? I actually feel like the camera crew might have those kind of T-shirts on hand. Like, here, we'd actually like you to put this on. <laughs> oh, my God. Sasha's excited to marry Emily. He wants to be a success in America mm-hmm. and have his own gym. I was like, slow your roll, Okay. Slow your roll. You're going to get pretty comfy laying on that couch, I bet, for three months before you get married. So she gets in the ca- in the cab or whatever, and she's very overwhelmed with emotion. And he is very sweet to her, which I thought was nice. He's being very sweet. He's like, you know, kissing her and telling her everything's going to be okay. And Yeah, after the uh, door shuts on her when she's getting in, and he doesn't even help her. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not. Come that, on. She says, she, she says uh, he's my rock. I was like, really? 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 No, he's your he blob. He has he dead just, eyes. He just told you to work out to he, get in your pants. He does have dead eyes. So the dad is in the airport. And he goes, I don't know. She just splashed everything else. Like she's at the finish line. She couldn't handle the emotion. And then I wrote in parentheses, hold on. Does his shirt say fart ninja? <laughs> <laughs> I know the fart ninja situation. He's hugging his son. Sasha finally breaks down in tears. And then the mother afterwards, who is very stoic as well, says, yeah, you know, we hope for the best. We want them. We want it to work out, but uh, we know Sasha. I'm like, you're, you're dogging your son out right now because you know that he is going to ruin this too. Yeah, she says he already has two marriages, and I want to think nice things, but I am generally worried. For example, <laughs> yeah, Gloria. Dad Dad's like, it's too early to say that. 
Excuse me, I have to fart. I mean, really. Okay. <laughs> Silent but deadly. He doesn't have to actually do an audible fart. Oh, my God. <laughs> These people. The, Sasha is such a tool. He is already, I mean, he's already showed his hand, basically. It's gotten worse since the baby's come. When he gets to the U.S., the next scene we see in previews is him working out and her being like, you need to help with the baby. My family can't do everything. And he's like, huh? What? Like, he's just doing leg presses. Like, get the yeah, fuck out like, of here. Uh- even though I'm not working, I still be at the gym 5 a.m. to midnight. Oh, my God. All right, let's talk about Michael and Juliana. Juliana, we find out this week, is already divorced from husband number one. Who that was really sad. Yeah. She married when she was, like, 12? I mean... 19. She said 19. <laughs> what the hell? I, that was a shocker. Yeah, it was. A lot of stuff about her is a shocker, and I'm starting to believe more and more all these sort of sad stories we've heard about her sort of being working in these sweatshops and being pawned out and all this stuff. And I'm starting to feel more and more for her. Before, I kind of thought like, well, maybe she was a yacht girl. You know, maybe she was kind of hooker light. But I'm kind of feeling more and more like her story is so sad and so dark. Um, The funniest thing was, though, um, they find this wedding planner. And they have like 30 days to get married now because, oops, they forgot about it. And the wedding planner says, in that area, we deal with a lot of money and a lot of second weddings. And um, she turns to the guy next to her and he says, we see a lot of age gaps. <laughs> age gap love. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yes, uh-huh, that's the nice way to say that. Uh-huh. These wedding planners were so bitchy and so shady, and I was here for it. I mean, people were like, oh, my God, they're so unprofessional. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to see. Yeah. The wedding planner asked about the budget and, and she's like, you know, um, we don't really have a budget, but, you know, we're going to, you know, keep keep it to a minimum or whatever. And, he, and she goes, OK, so my fee is ten thousand dollars. The catering will be fifteen thousand dollars. It'll be about twelve thousand dollars for the rentals that you need. So you're going to be in the 50K range. Yeah. 50 to 100K for 40 people at a wedding yeah. they're going to have at their house. And Juliana's like. Only three friends are coming and no family. And it's too bad because if they come, they only want his money. And she doesn't want to show them too much, which is the opposite of what we usually see, right? Oh, absolutely. It's the opposite of, I mean, again, Larissa is at home stabbing a voodoo doll in the face. That She's like, why couldn't I, I not met this guy? Seriously, this is Larissa's dream. You know, so Juliana, it, well, Juliana is getting the dream because she's not Larissa. Probably she's not super thirsty. She is... She needs- or does she have to sleep with Colt? I mean, oh Jesus, Larissa deserved air conditioning at the very least for doing that shit. <laughs> but Juliana, you know, she yeah, she doesn't want people at home to know like how good she has it now. Even though, of course, they know they don't really know the details. She's only going to have three friends come to the wedding. Her family can't come. Michael yeah, they're like lo- local full- friends, she, local friends that she's met in the last sixty days. Yes, yes, yeah. totally. So Michael is in a full sweat. Did you see this as they're sitting in the planners? meeting well, it could have been because his shirt was a non-breathable fabric oh. and also a little a little tight <laughs> his half-washed ill-fitting shirts continue he's in a full cold sweat i tweeted that he's like worried these wedding planners are gonna arrest him for kidnapping because when he is sitting next to her again i know we're finding out things that give us more compassion and empathy for her i know he's maybe not the biggest nightmare douche on the planet he is not like a mark and nikki situation season two Right. But they look absurd together. They still look absurd together. It still creeps me out. I can't get over it. 
I agree. When she has her hair down and has makeup on and stuff, she definitely looks, you know, mm. mid-20s. But when she had those bun buns in, it was full 16. Oh, it was yeah. real bad. So yeah. wife, wife Sarah comes in in the next scene, and I found out from TLC tweeting about this that they also share custody of that dog. That little cute little. <laughs> that's why she brought also. the dog yeah. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hilarious. Yep, they they do fifty fifty custody on the cute little dog. So he's holding the dog. They're talking about dog food. Sarah has been definitely prepped by producers to talk uh-huh. about the shit that she talks about next. Talking about like, do you want me to get ordained so I can marry you? I'm like, so stupid, so stupid. Juliana's like, it's weird, right? It's weird. And then she goes, it's weird, and people will think bad luck. I mean, I was like, uh, yeah, they would. If she does this, if they have Sarah as the officiant, I'm really going to be annoyed. Because in real life, they would not. They would not. Sarah doesn't seem like the kind of person who would ever suggest that or even agree to it under duress. I mean, it's such a production ploy. It feels like yeah. it. And then the whole prenup thing, that really made sense to me. I don't I don't think that's about her worrying about herself. She's like, hey, we got two kids together. You have maybe a substantial amount of money. Apparently, this Sarah owns two businesses herself. She's like... Is this new chick who looks like she's 12 years old going to get all your money if you are this enthralled with her and you're going to cut the kids out of your will? I think that's what it's about. Yeah, I think, yeah, she she says, like, I just want to make sure we're planning correctly for the financial future and all that. And he says, yeah, OK. Yeah, he says, yeah, OK, I understand. And he says, oh, I think it's interesting she brought it up because when we got married, you know, we had no money, but it totally makes sense that she would. Now we have two kids and of course we have dogs. we got to think about the dogs and uh, hilarious. <laughs> and uh, and then he starts to try to she she start. She says to Michael, Juliana says, like, can you explain to me? Because you always explain it very well. And he says, okay. So he starts to explain it. And she says, I don't understand. And you and I should sit at a table and talk me and you. Like, why are we talking about this in front of her? You I know, agree. At least Juliana, she's got a little backbone. She's like, why are, Why is she here? Like, this is to do with me and you. And she's, so she says to the camera, I speak Portuguese and not English. And sometimes I don't know what they're saying and what's going on. And I feel left out. And then she says, I don't know if he cares about my opinion, but I do need to be aware of what's going on. I know. It's, you know what? She's at least reflecting enough in truth that he is the one in charge. I mean, she's going to get walked all over. He has the money. He has the power. That's why this dynamic is a little bit sick. And... Yeah. Oh my God. She doesn't even understand what a pre-nush is. No pre-nush. No, no pre-nush. pre-nush. I mean, the poor girl. I should, I should, I should check my pre-nush. I'm like uh, David and Annie. Zero is zero equals zero. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of zero plus zero equals zero. Let's talk about Tanya of the shed and Sinjin. Oh God. Tanya of the shed. Okay. Back in Tanya. I, I took immense joy this week in screenshotting the atomic wedgie she had when she was standing up putting her dishes in the sink. <laughs> I did not see that. Oh, I it looked so... like it was painful, Mary Payne. Painful. Oh, no. I was like, you know, we've all been there with that wedgie when we've gotten up with the stretch pants on, whatever. But I was just so Pull glad that they captured Pull it. Pull it out. Yank it out, girl. She doesn't care. She's got that fucking pink t-shirt on again with her boobs hanging down. I'm like, she you sure haven't even has. breastfed yet. You haven't even gone to the long boob situation situation that most of us get into post breastfeeding like what are you doing girl you're young hike them up pull your wedgie out get yourself together you're on camera 
I think she's all like, I'm a feminist and I'm not going to shave my legs or wear a supportive bra or put on makeup and you can't make me, you know, because only in her confessionals does she have like the makeup on and the dress. And, you know, she's like, I can't conform to society's things. I have to go to Costa Rica and become an herbalist and uh, shut up, Tanya. So they eat lunch with her mom and her mom's like, how are you enjoying that shed? As if she's give, gifted them some like you know, six bedroom home. And, and the mom goes, you know, it used to be my she shed and I had my tanning bed in there and I had to give up my she shed. I was like, girl, you need to give up the tanning bed. It's not 1989. That woman, she doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. When she appeared on screen, Annie on pillow talk goes, who's that? <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. Is she a nurse? So that's why she like works in the night. So they, she eats at weird hours. Cause she's like, happy lunch dinner. I mean, you know, they didn't know what time it was. She didn't know but, what time it was. I love how you say it works in the night. She works in the night she like a vampire. Exactly. So she's um, she's obnoxious too. You can tell where Tanya gets her sparkling personality from. Well, yes, like uh like Sinjin said, this a it's a load of a uh, hard working, uh hard headed women. So, you know, then he, he says, you know, I don't know what to do. They live in the middle of the forest, so there's no neighbors. No one to talk. I was like, in the middle of the forest. Um which is hilarious because it's probably they just live like off a country road. But he's like, we live in the wilderness, like in Alaska bush people. So he asked if it's going to be OK to use the car um, while Tanya's gone. Well, can he use the car? And she goes, um, that's fine. I mean, you could use it. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. And you're going to need to work around the yard. And you're going to need to say like, hey, mom, what can I do for you today? Like weed whacking, lawn mowing, cleaning the back patio, cleaning up my ears, trimming my toenails. I mean, I mean, for example, pressure washing the house, for example, for example finding yeah, all my vibrators, like, organizing yeah. them. Tanya's like, yeah, I'm leaving and you're gonna have to be respectful and help my mom. And and he's like, okay, like I'm planning to do that. There's no one to talk to here in the forest. I I was like, poor Sinjin. Poor Sinjin is right. Do you remember Andre, your boyfriend who refused to even mow a goddamn lawn in his jorts? For well, a full house. He had a full house that Chuck was providing. Sinjin is going to be working like this for a shed. For a shed with no bathroom and, you know. No woman. She was like, she was like and, you know, I guess when I get back, the shed will be completed. I was like, when you get back, you need to start looking for an apartment of you, uh, your own. Like, how are you affording to go to Costa Rica? Like, I don't understand. I feel like you really just need to question everything when you say the shed will be completed. And you're happy about that. I will have added a bathroom and a den and a second bedroom and a study and a second floor when you get back. The shed will be completed. Sinjin is driving around by himself. He also, I did, I was like, how is he having a license? How can he drive? But again, TLC tweeted that, I guess, if you have a license in South Africa, it's good here for a year something like that. Like it translates to being okay here for a certain amount of time. Thank God. Because could you imagine? It's already bad enough. She's leaving him for a month. But... If he had no forest. way in the forest, in the wilderness, in a shed, in a fucking shed, if he had no way to get around himself and he had to be driven around like Larissa did with Mother Colty, I mean, that would be a freaking nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Even so, worse than it already is, because it already is a nightmare. This guy is being done dirty. The mom also completely supports Tanya's thing of going to Costa Rica. She's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you can reschedule it. That's just how it is. Tanya's like, mm-hmm. did you see how Tanya's like trying to raise funds from fans or she was trying to raise funds back when this was happening? So before this aired for people to support right. her in her journey of becoming 100 percent certified that witch. 
<laughs> God bless her. I mean, I don't know. So she, okay. So uh, back I to the her. same here for mentioned uh, same pink t-shirt. So she and her pink t-shirt and her sleep bra are headed to the airport <laughs> And in her confessional where they're together, she says, you know, I've wanted to do this for a long time, so I'm just going to go, and I'm going to have a good time. And he's being supportive, and he just looks like he's freaking devastated. So they, they go to the airport. She says she's nervous, and he says again, I'm alone in the backwoods of America. And then she says, Sinjin is the clingiest man I've ever been with. He needs to talk to me all the time. Mm. And the way she's describing it, I was like, it sounds like he actually just wants to check in. How's your day? It doesn't sound like a Michael and Angela stay on the phone 24 seven situation. Right. I've got the flu. You need to watch me on FaceTime. Like Angela. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like maybe in the morning and maybe in the evening, they need to check in with one another. And also, only- this, this bitch though, seriously think about this. She is leaving him by himself for a month. And she's like, I'm going to be in class every day. I mean, I can't talk to you all the time. I'm going to be coming a witch, you know, like it's just how it is. And he's just really clingy. I'm like, Oh my God. She is getting to Lita level, Eric and Lita level. Yeah, I, I keep taking pictures of my dog. I'm sorry. I keep leaning back because she is, I mean, when I tell Aww. you, racked out, dead asleep in my lap, like head overhanging my knee, not a care in the world. Oh, she loves podcasting. She loves being mama podcaster puppy. You need to take a picture of her while you're podcasting and then post it on the Hey Monkey Facebook page. That's what I mean. How can you not? I'm just sitting here looking at her. She's just snuggled up with her little bear in a blanket in my lap. Like, what? You thought you were going to leave me in that crate while you podcasted? Wrong. I don't think so. So, Sinjin cries at the airport. He gives her fucking heart rock or whatever. That says it was a key. How dare you? It was a wooden what key. What was it? What? It was a wooden key ring. Oh, it a key ring. Okay. My sugar spelled wrong. What is up with that? I don't know. I was like... Are we, I said, are we misspelling on purpose now? Is this the way we spell sugar in South Africa? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. My sugar. And then it, he says, I love you a lot, a lot. And she's like, oh, it's an inside joke because I say a lot, a lot. And he says a lot, a lot. And then a lot is written somewhere and it's one word and it's two. So you know what? This whole situation gets a D minus. D minus for the whole thing. <laughs> oh I, I'd gosh. give it an F, but you know, effort was made. Sinjin cries for real. He is really upset. He is left yeah. devastated. I feel like he'd be better off living with puppy's mom. Like who could give him some companionship who could like chain smoke with him out on the bench. He's going to go back to that shrew. Uh, is he going to, I mean, he has to go in there to use the kitchen, to use the bathroom. That shed yeah. is only a bedroom. Really? He's going to walk in and it's going to be like, boom on the refrigerator, honey, do list, Sinjin do list. Okay. First, we're going to start with the basics. We're going to pressure wash the entire house and the shed. Number two, then I need you to reconcrete the patio. Number three, I need you to change the oil in my car. And this needs to all be done by COB. Yeah. What else are you doing? Oh, my God. Nightmare. So I guess they're just not even going to film them. And that's why they're throwing Michael and Angela back into the mix. Because, you guys, they're mm. back. I know not everyone's happy about this. And I am not happy about having to see their continuing story replayed again. I'm like, we got it. However, we did get some insight into how Angela lives a little bit more. And we got some scenes with Michael by himself in Nigeria with different people. And it was a little calmer than the scenes we always get of him with, you know, chasing after Angela and getting pies thrown in his face. (laughs) How dare you? That was a pink cake. That was Um, a pink cake. You're right. 
Um, so Angela goes with her friend Dodie to get Botox, and she's like, well, I'm trying to look young. And she did a little bit of um, Ashley of Ashley and Jay Botox, where she just sort of did the middle of her forehead, so all the wrinkles just spread out to the <laughs> outer hairline. Um she goes with her friend Dodie to get Botox, and one would think she's being stabbed repeatedly in the eyeballs. Dodie says, Dodie looks like a, the real housewife of Hazelhurst, Georgia. Dodie says, with no irony, we're just going to keep it natural because she does. I don't like it when people have that overdone look. The producers linger on her for a full four seconds because her face didn't move as she was saying this. And she had for sure been in hair and makeup for three hours before filming this one scene. I and, and I'm just, I love a producer troll. I, I do it. too. I do too. She's like, eh, she can hardly move her mouth to say, we don't like when it doesn't look natural. And you're like, I, you're not even moving your mouth. I can't see your teeth. You should have gotten a hold of Angela like 10 years ago because oh, it's too late. It's, it's too, late. too late. This is not a Botox situation. We're way Ooh. beyond that at this point. You cannot catch up with the Marlboros and the bad living and the driveway hose and kids down the lifestyle has done her in i mean oh my god those kids and she's like um who's the best me i'm the best me i need to see some sliding come on y'all get sliding come on who's gonna be sliding come on i was like these kids are full out standing in the mud and she was like i got this slip and slide who's the best me i'm the best me oh shit y'all gonna spray me runs off it's like oh my god first of all we know that three of those kids are from scotty who's in jail for child and molestation, yes, we for child all know molestation this. of a neighbor, mm. and then now we've got we've got Skyla's kids are over there, and I'm thinking like, are we to believe that Skyla doesn't take care of her own three? Because she keeps saying, "I support my mother, I support my six grandchildren, and my daughter." No mention of Scotty; she's dead to her. She's gone off to prison. So I'm like, what? Do these people all live with you? I think Skyla lives with her too. She is a nursing assistant, which God bless when my dad was in the hospital, the nursing assistants that would come in and clean him up and turn him over and all that. They do the Lord's work. Angels straight from heaven. You have to be a real compassionate, special kind of person to do that. So she does hard work and she gets probably, you know, gets paid a decent amount, but not to support that many people. Can you imagine if... Your father was laying in the hospital, and you're worried about him, and he's hanging on, and Angela walks in. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I would love it. I would be like, all right, well, you know, I-, I liked it when a big, sturdy woman would walk in because my dad's a big guy. You'd have to turn him and clean him. and would be like, come on now. We're going to do it, you know. Uh, that's, that's the kind Angela of woman, all that's day. The kind of woman I needed. Yeah, yeah that's true. She's like, who's the best nursing assistant in the world? Me. Me, Ma. Come on. Mima, oh my God! So when we are seeing this, we're witnessing Angela in her natural habitat, right? All these yep. cute the kids are adorable, but they're all in a mud patch. She's got the. I have experienced this as a child before. The slip and slides were really popular. You just throw a tarp out there and you point a hose at it. You know, it can be fun. You can also get a concussion. Whatever. <laughs> We are oh seeing God. what Michael is going to move into, though, and then we flash to the scenes in Nigeria where he has it much better. Like, he is going to be downgrading so hardcore when he moves into House Angela. Yeah. She calls him from some sort of, you know, store that sells local wares, and she's sewing, showing him stuff in the store, and she shows him sugar babies. It seems like maybe she's in, like, a Cracker Barrel. Yeah. 
gift store, you know, because they have all that stuff. And she's showing them stuff. She's like, I love this. I like this candy. You like this? I When you get here, I'm going to teach you sugar babies. <laughs> and he's like, I, I do not know of that. And she goes, you know, I love all this stuff, Michael. I'm a fat ass. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So he says all the interview and stuff is going to be fine. And she's stressing about it. And then he goes to his aunt and uncle's house. We show this. I counted. There was 10 children there. Yeah, just about as many as were in Angela's driveway, except they were like, well-dressed. They were beautiful, well-behaved. They had all been clean. I'm like, this is such a better situation than what we see over at Angela's. Again, I mean, these and these children are all like, we want to go to the U.S. We want to go to America. I'm like, not if you saw that driveway. You would not. They were so happy to see him. And he brought him a, a toy and they were all just happily playing with it. And I was like, these kids are in line, man. He's like, we're filming and you will be dressed nice, play nicely with the game and don't interrupt the conversation. Thank and they, they were perfect. They were so cute. They're a whole class above Angela. I mean, there are just several classes above her, obviously, but they think that, and Michael thinks, this is why he puts up with her. I think he really does care for her in some ways, but his main motivation is to get that quote, better life that he thinks he's going to get by coming to the U.S. But his version of the U.S. is going to be living with Angela in that fucking situation. Yeah. So so he goes to lunch with some expats that he's met and he tells them about he's going to this town in Georgia. And these girls are like, um, there is still segregation in the South. So I wrote down. Now, hold on a second. Yes, there's racism. There's racism everywhere, of course, but there's not segregation. So calm down. Um, but it, listen, it's not going to be easy for him. We know. But I was just like, let's get our words correct. And yeah, and also, said, like, I don't think that these kids need to be schooling Michael on like how hard life is and how things are different places. I mean, this guy is like getting they got like carjacked on the way from the airport. Like, it's not like he's living in total crime-free areas where he's safe at all times. I'm not saying that equates to racism. It's completely, you know, separate. No, 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 no. Issue. But do you know were, what I mean? It's like he's they, living in a dangerous situation most of the time also. He's a tough guy. Yeah, I mean, they were acting like, you know, oh, you got to watch this, these people. And I was just like, you know what? Calm down. So then he says, um, it's going to be fine. I'm going to get a job. You know, I don't depend on a woman, blah, 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 which I think we've seen that with him. I don't really think he's like constantly begging her for money. I think that she demands that he not work so that she can pay for his shit, you know? Right. So he says, I want to get a job. I don't want to depend on the woman. And they're like, yes, it's, you know, Nigerian, you're a man and all this. And then um, he says, uh, yes, this, my woman is very hardworking. And despite her age, she's agile. And they're like, okay, wait, say what? What do you mean her age? So he tells them about the age. And then he said, they're like, oh, well, you don't want to have a child. He goes, no, no, we will. You know, we're going to have a child. I'm, I am persuading Angela's daughter to give her an egg. So they're like, the one girl says, now, hold on. You're moving to Georgia and you're also trying to convince her daughter to give you an egg for IVF. And he's like, yes, that's correct. The girl says, that's crazy what you're getting yourself into. And they're like, reality is going to hit you hard and fast. He says, it's obvious that they see all the obstacles in our way, but uh, they don't understand our love. I was like, no, no one does. No, they don't understand it. And also, I don't understand how we're supposed to believe that Michael, quote, met these people and just met up with them and decided to have this whole conversation. The whole thing was very contrived. I'm convinced all these people were just brought on board. And they asked Michael, would you meet with these people? Because true. Michael true. is also not like, allowed to meet anyone. Like when when she sees footage of him breaking bread with the two cuties at that table, Angela is going to go fucking crazy. Yeah, I felt like he knew the one guy, and the rest of them were just friends that were right. there to, 
offer their support. But how he met the one guy since he's not allowed to go anywhere or do anything or speak to people, I don't know. Well, meanwhile, Angela's back in Hazelhurst, Georgia, with her boob phone situation. She's toting that phone right in her boob, talking God, about... That's so funny. Oh, my God. The tattoo is just holding it up there. She's at least got a bra on, though. Hey, Tanya, if Angela is besting you in the boob situation, you really need to question your life. So she's got, she's got the phone sticking out, and she's like... If he doesn't get it together, he doesn't get this K-1, I'm not getting any younger. It's K-1 or K-done. And I'm like, uh, How long did like, it take her to come mm-hmm, up with that? Mm-hmm. But she's just the same old, she's the, you know, beating a dead horse. It's like, God, it's the same old story over and over again. If Michael doesn't get it together, I'm done. I'm done. It's like, you're not How done. many years? How many seasons? Yes. Yeah. Can we talk about her mom for a moment? Because uh, very sad, very sad shot of her mother who looks extremely ill very ill yeah like and people i did were, not people were very upset because they thought it was like uh not appropriate and you know i, I have to agree i think like we didn't need a shot of her mom we can just say she takes care of her mom we, you know i don't know i thought it was sad okay here's my reaction and i'm you guys full transparency i screamed when she came on because i was like what oh. Because I didn't know what was happening. They just panned to her. She goes, I'm living here with my sixth grandkid, blah, 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 my mom. And I'm like, whoa, what? And then they got away from her. No explanation. I didn't remember. And a lot of people reminded us on the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook page. And everywhere people were talking about this. Her mom had cancer. So I think that was facial cancer that it looked like she had. And it looked like she was missing her teeth. And Angela was her caretaker and still is. So Angela is taking care of her mom, three grandkids from her daughter who's in prison, mm-hmm. Skyla and her kids, mm-hmm. and, and Michael. How is she possibly doing this? Well, I don't know. I mean, somehow she got it, you know, approved that she could. So like I said, you know, I, she doesn't have a nursing degree, but she is a nursing assistant and that does take a little bit of extra education. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it, you know, I guess because I know that what she does for a living is hard. I'm trying to be like super, super like positive about it. But I, I think that maybe um, it's a sorry. lot. It's a lot. Look, Angela has major problems. She has soup. She needs so much therapy, but she has got a lot on her plate for real. Yes. I mean, yes. I think we have to admit that she's got a lot on her plate and it's a lot of it's of her own making. I mean, she did like troll these websites to find someone in Nigeria. She got Michael, who she is fully using her power over to manipulate. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know if he gets the K-1 visa or not. There's some fake account out there posting pictures that Michael came over, but it was called out as fake. And I don't know. Anyway, go listen to the broadcast if you guys want to hear spoilers and behind the scenes truthiness that we just don't cover here. We cover all the fake shit. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about uh, our last ones are because we don't see... Broke down Blake Shelton. We don't see Mike and Natalie this week. We don't see Robert and Annie. Also, Thank Robert God. and Annie were not pictured in the group photos at the tell <gasps> I was like, ooh, where is Shorty be popping? Maybe she fucked right back off to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> Fuck right off. Like Pedro. Pedro was a fuck right off to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> maybe maybe she, that, maybe she did that too. <laughs> oh my God. We do see Blake and Jasmine though. We see Jasmine yeah. coming into. But Paris. wait, wait, wait. I don't want to. Let's don't go into what's next week. We're still talking about this week. Yeah. Blake and Jasmine were on this week. They were? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's, you confused me because you said broke down Blake Shelton. I know. I need to stop got, that. I know. And then I got Mike 
confused, but we are talking about Blake and Jasmine. I'm so sorry. Yes, no, so, it's my fault. I've got to stop with that. It's Mike and Natalie, period. <laughs> okay, the real okay. Blake. The, will the, the real, real Blake, Blake please stand up? 29 from LA and Jasmine, 27 from Finland with the murderous sister who they're definitely going to murder people together at some point. <laughs> she meets the parents and it is the most awkward, crazy situation ever. Blake has not solidified any plans with his parents ahead of time, apparently, because what the what he thinks the plan is, is for them to move in to his parents' apartment because his parents have bought a new house or in the process of buying a new house. And so they're going to be moving out of that apartment soon. And he and Jasmine were going to live there during their 90 days. They show up to meet the parents. The mother is super warm and engaging. Jasmine, She's very sweet. Yeah. Jasmine can't even hug. She has two little paw claws up in front of her. When she, <laughs> she like moves in like with hands facing outward, like, uh, it's so weird. Yeah. And then uh, the mom's name is Curleen. And she's like, um, Jasmine is quiet, but don't you worry. I'm going to get her talking. And Jasmine says, oh, you know, it's so nice to meet you. And she, then she says to the camera, the apartment seems smaller than it did on FaceTime. And then she tells Blake, I think when we live here, I'm going to redecorate. So the stepdad, uh, David, arrives and they mom's waiting for him and they sit down to talk. And um, mom says, look, it's been a miscommunication. Like, I didn't know you guys were going to be living here. And we don't uh, condone shackling together. Absolutely not. We don't shackle in the Christian family. I loved that. I loved her too. And mom says, you are welcome to stay here, uh, but you can't stay together. So you need to go stay with your brother. Now, here's my question. Why does he stay with his parents and she goes and stays with her sister? I don't understand that either. Because you know what? The TV show doesn't want them to do it that way. Also, why didn't anybody know this shit before that exact moment? I mean, he, yeah. he dragged his bags up. Yeah, mom says in two months, we're going to be out of this apartment, which means they've like bought a house, but they have to wait, you know, for two months to whatever escrow closing, whatever those words are. And mom says um, in two months, we're going to be out, but you have to be married within three months. So that'll be fine. So at that point, you can have the apartment. And, um, you know, Blake is like, well, it was just miscommunication. And Jasmine says, "Uh, no, it was not good communication. If you did not know they were going to feel this way. I'm sure she's humiliated. She's like, Okay, now I'm embarrassed because basically you're calling calling me like a whore. Like, I mean, she's like, this is so embarrassing for me, you know? know, But then he turns it on her in the interview, which I was surprised by. And he's like, well, you wanted to come over here early. So I said you can come over early and you knew this was going to be. And I'm like, what? I think that I think that's what happened is he's like, all right, I know my parents in two months. My parents will be out of this apartment. They're basically giving us this apartment. And I think that she was like, once she got approved, she was like, I don't want to wait two more months. I want to come. I got to see my sister. I want to come. And that's what I think happened. He was like, if you could give it two more months, we'll have a place to live. And she was like, it's okay. I'll just come and live with your parents for two months. I don't mind. Oh, my God. But I thought that was really interesting where he was like, look, I told you. And I told you, and she was like, yeah, I didn't know I was going to have to be alone in America. You know, I was like, oh, you and Sinjin, but at least you're not in the forest. Seriously, she and Sinjin had to hook up. <laughs> I really want Sinjin to hook up with a production assistant or with someone in the camera crew and just be boning them when Tanya gets home. That's such a great idea. Oh, I just want them to fall in love. I want to see it happen. So, yeah, Jasmine's going to live there with the parents, Blake. And he is going to live with his brother. TLC tweeted out that his brother lives about 11 miles away, but in L.A., it's like an hour or more. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say 11 blocks, 11 miles. Damn. An hour or more away. He's going to be from this girl. I mean, this is worse than Ben and Akini, you know, living in the separate places down there before they could go to the B&B. At least they were in the same town. 
and that was sprung on him as well, if we hey, recall. Totally. He was being he was being uh, punked right and left on that trip. I wonder if they're still together. Oh I bet not. <laughs> You're totally being punked. <laughs> what can wash away my sins? Oh god. Oh god. You know what was so funny though, Molly on Pillow Talk. She goes, "Am I the only person who had an actual home prepared for my partner to come to? I had my <laughs> shit together, even though it didn't work out." And she says, even though it didn't work out, that's funny. <laughs> I had a home. She I had a home. It's true. I mean, these uh, fucking bitches, they don't have, they have sheds. They have like rooms in their parents' house where they can't live. Nobody has, what is happening? Angela's got a home too, but oh my God, I don't know that Michael wants to come to it. It's really bad. Oh my God. It was so funny that I was trying to figure out. So that was Michael's Michael of Angela and Michael that was his aunt because he said I'm going to see my yeah. uncle but uncle's probably like I'm not getting on camera on this show but aunt was like sure so then he must have talked to the uncle afterwards <laughs> and um but I was like with the 27 kids and I was like so they got to be pretty young to have all these kids but but mother Michael seems to be pretty old so it must be like a super, super younger. I don't know. I was I really was trying to do the the Plathville uh, math on that of all these ages of the children and the aunts and uncles. And, you know, then I gave up because math is hard. You know, it could be like a great aunt and those could be his ne- great nieces and nephews. I don't know either. I mean, it also could be like a situation where it's, you know, you went to a Perkins here in Wisconsin. You, you I see, did. You don't. You look at someone, you're like, oh, I think they're 68 years old. They're 42. Do you know what I mean? Like, so the Wisconsin 42 could be like, you know, the Nigerian 42 too. It's like, well, you look like maybe you're retired, but you're not because you've just been living a hard fucking life. Oh my God. Oh my God. So we do get to the, to next week and we see that Robert and Annie look at a new apartment. And of course the, the controversy will be, you know, she's like, I like it. I want it. And he's like, you think I made a money? Come on. You know, I do dollar dollar bills y'all. He's an, so he, um, getting jiggy with it. Na, 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 na. Hey, the mom- do the Macarena. So he, um, he, they're looking at the new apartment and you know, that's the whole point is going to be like, why go look at it if you're not going to get it. And so blah, blah, we know what's going to happen there. And Michael and Juliana go to a mediator because he's like, this is the way, you know, we can make sure we're both looked after. I was like, this is the way that you can screw her six ways to Sunday when you finally you know, when she gets her visa and realizes like, wait, why am I living in Connecticut with this guy? Yeah. Or when so she, she turns like 25 and, you know, gets too old for him. Exactly. And she cries and it's sad because she's like the person with the power has the money. And, it, you know, she's smart enough to realize that. Mm-hmm. And, and we're learning so much more about her that she is like, you know, no, they are always speaking in English. And I don't think it's right. Like, I don't know what they're saying. And I don't know about the prenush and God bless her. <laughs> So, um, we love, I love her. I love her her too. So Emily says, like what you said before, like, you know, you're not going to be able to go to the gym all the time when I go to work. He's like, what? Your parents take care of children. Woman, you work parents, children, me, gym. You go push plow. I work on leg press. You get back into those pants that fit you size zero. Oh my God. He needs to die. Angela tries on a dress and she hopes the wedding will be soon. And in Hazel, she goes, I ain't going back to Nigeria. She is trying on, she is trying on a white wedding gown. Oh my God. Mm. Ironic. It better have a place for her to shove her phone in her keys, just like a dishpan. But if they made like a built in phone pocket in that front breast area. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. All brides would want that, right? You take some pictures, put it back in, go back to getting engaged. So um, 
Anna's friends, uh, they take her out. She's wearing a dumb hat that says bride. And they they tell her at her own bachelorette party, you know, we don't think this is right. Mm-hmm. She cries again. Maybe I don't deserve love. Oh. You do deserve love and you do deserve to be happy, Anna. Just not with a guy who speaks zero English and doesn't even think you're a good beekeeper. Exactly. Uh, Mike and Natalie seem to have a moment in the kitchen. And I guess... She's saying, like, how will we raise a child? And so I was thinking at first maybe he he dropped the bomb on her about the money. But I think he must have said, like, listen, you could take the kid to church. I'm not going to church. Oh, yeah. I I fully think this is a God versus aliens debate. (laughs) You know, I play a game on my phone that I'm obsessed with called Plants versus Zombies. But I'm thinking Gods versus Aliens is also a great idea. Gods versus Aliens. I don't, you know what? They're going to get through it. They have to get through it because once again, we need to focus all of our energy on getting her to the United States. So Bo fucking Jangles can be in more scenes and he can convince her of alien life. I think if anyone's going to do it, he can. Okay. Somebody sent me on Hey Bunky, I think on the Instagram, the uh, pictures of Bo's Facebook page that were on his Facebook page. (laughs) I died it's him posing shirtless no teeth fingers thumbs in the pocket hey here i am on the farm <laughs> and another picture with him with a cold bud right up to his mouth hole i was like this is unbelievably amazing <laughs> he's got more upstairs than we give him credit for oh he's he's doing fine he's happy as a chicken live yep, it out got, he's got the facebook right there in the barn that's good right. to go. He's got a fresh tarp laid over the door. He's fine. He doesn't need good. a thing. He's got a blue lake, green lake sometimes. Oh, my gosh. She's got to get back. I think that'll be just a slight hiccup. They keep editing them to, you know, the Mike and Natalie thing to look like they're having huge problems. They're in love. They are in love. I mean, she's got to come back. She can believe in an alien for him. He can go to church with her. It's going to be fine. I agree. It's going to be totally fine. All right. I want to thank, before we get into what's coming up on Pain in the Pod, I need to thank the Pink Shade Patreon Premium sponsors, Dana S., Dorothy H., Elizabeth M., Melissa M., Katrina K. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you guys want to join the Pink Shade Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash pinkshade. You can get all my bonus episodes. There are, oh God, over 65 over there at this point. And I'm putting out, I put out some extra housewives talk this week. I'm going to be interviewing someone soon about the Platts versus Duggars. Another Patreon subscriber is going to be telling us the story oh, of the serial killer who lived in her neighborhood. It's the story. <gasps> what? Of, yes. Her neighbor was a serial killer. And she's going to, be, <gasps> I'm going to be talking to her this week and putting that out, I think, next week on the Pink Shade Patreon. I know, right? I mean, she, she said she was looking back into it to remember some details and looking at the local news and, like, freaking herself out all over again. I'm like, God Jesus. Bless. I know. I can't wait to hear that. Ooh. Me neither. So, but you guys can go over there and join for $5 and up a month and you help support the podcast so much. So thank you. And if you don't want to join a Patreon or don't have the money to, we totally understand. Just giving a review, a rating on iTunes is a super helpful way to support us. You can also go to patreon.com slash heybunky if you want to hear bonus recaps from Mary Payne and I every single week. We're currently covering Welcome to Plathville, which is ending soon. Makes me super sad. Same. We're covering Unpolished, which is a much deeper, more fun show to talk about than I had even initially thought. Yeah, yeah, agree. And yep. Below Deck, which it was really good this week. So we're covering those three, and we're just going to continue rolling in new shows as they come down the line. 
And um, yeah, let us know what's coming up on Pain in the Pod on your podcast, Mary Payne. This week, I have an interview with Stephen Pacheco, who did a po- who does a podcast called Trace Evidence. It's like a super well-known podcast. Um, like he, that's his full-time job this podcast trace evidence like for for podcasters you know that if you are doing that as your full-time job like you have made it so um it's really good it's really well done he goes through cold cases and he discusses all the evidence and just tells it like it is and then sort of the other half of the podcast is discussing all the theories which i love because you know the whole time i listen to it i'm like well wait what about this what about that i bet it was this person and then at the end he talks about all the theories so that's that's a great podcast and if you'd like to like think about the theories or if it could have been this could have been that never proven whatever um cool. that's who i talked to this week yeah it's cool and does then he cover, uh, wait let me ask you though does he cover mm-hmm. like all different cases and cover the first oh, yeah. behind that okay so it's not yeah. just one that he followed he does all kinds of different ones every week is a different one and some you cool. may have heard of and then some like you're like wait what when i was talking to him one time i was like oh when the you know the girl that was kidnapped out of her bedroom and died, and he goes something something he started talking about something else i go i think we're talking about two entirely different episodes like that there's just people being kidnapped out of their bedrooms and he was like oh no this one was supposed to be like a like a um Amy Smart situation. I was like, no, I'm talking about the one where's the boyfriend. So it's like so every week is a different case, and he really does a great job. He he's the one of those people that has the most amazing audio and 911 calls and all that stuff. And then next week on Pain in the Pod, I'll have uh, Katrina of the broadcast. Yay! That, yeah, that's fun. So we're going to talk about her actual podcast versus you know her Instagram and how she gets her scoops and stuff. And that part. The extra part will be on Patreon because some stuff is too juicy to be on the regular podcast, as you know. And that'll be on Patreon.com slash Pain in the Pod. That is you got your it. extra bonus okay. material. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you seen that the new season of The Dream dropped this week? I, I did. I did. And, you know, I'm trying to get her on my podcast. So now that the second season is out, I'm doing, you know, another hard push of, hi, Please come on Pain in the Pod. My listeners have been asking me for a year. So I'm hoping, hoping, fingers crossed, I can get her on. I love the dream. I've made contact on Twitter. So I'm going to see. She follow, She follows me. I follow her. And I reached out to her to tell her that we posted, you know, her first episode of my page. And, you know, I'm very into this stuff. And I was born in, the cult, in a cult. And she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you. So I will push her your way. Oh, my gosh. If you yeah, because I've already, you know, I've already like, hi, don't forget about me because she was DMing me for a while. Yeah. And I think Um, she she knows she's been working really hard on getting this one out. I think, though, now that it's out, maybe a couple episodes are probably in the can, if not all of them. You know how they can do you can do these ones ahead of time. So this would be a great time to promote the new season, too. So this is a great time to hit her back up breathe a sigh of relief when you've got a little bit of work behind you not ahead of you totally and oh my god it's about mlms again but not just mlms the wellness industry and she's starting with oh, young shit. living oils she's mm-hmm. getting into she's getting into everything and you know what a lot of these products are great for people so i never want you know i talk about mlms on my patreon a lot too if you guys are part of the pink shade patreon i'm obsessed with mlms because they're very culty very. and I use some of the products too. I'm never dissing people for being involved. The companies themselves need to be investigated though, oftentimes. And she is doing that all based on her aunt and her grandmother's experience using a lot of these things and researching just a million different wellness 
things out there. You know, there's a million documentaries on Netflix that say, this is the way to go. Juice, this, that, blah. And it's like, she's going to be covering so much shit. And I cannot wait. The first episode was amazing. All right. Well, the listen, dream. We're not here, listen, we're not here to promote the dream. We're here I, to promote Pink Shade and Pain in the Pod. Come on. Girl, I am <laughs> always promoting other podcasts. I'm also, Same. you know what? Deck the Hallmark. You guys, if you just want some fun, light joy, don't even, don't even marry Payne. Don't even come at me. It is so funny. It is three public school teachers, three dudes who review Hallmark movies. Every single one that comes out from October to December, the one of them loves Hallmark movies. One of them likes Hallmark movies and the other one despises them. So it's very funny. They like, okay. it's right. very funny. It's not like all love, love, love. It is hilarious. They do segments called, wait, what? Like things that don't make sense at all. Like they, it's very tongue in cheek. So even if you yourself hate watch Hallmark movies, kind of like we all do, we all know they're cheesy. It's a super fun podcast just to have on in the background. It's called Deck the Hallmark and there's a million episodes and it's very tight, well put together, very quick. I'll check it out. Check it out. And you know what? Just stop with the grinchiness about the Hallmark <laughs> movies. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Thank you, Mary Payne. We will. I'll be on the Jenny McCarthy show this week. You can follow us at Aaron Leah Martin or at Payne in the Pod on the social media platforms that we kind of don't know how to use still. But anyway, <laughs> come over and join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook page. And you can see the links below in the show notes if you want to join Patreons or follow us anywhere. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Aaron. 